Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to episode 541 of the JV Club with my marvelous guest, Adrian Bain. I loved this conversation. I know you all too. For one thing, I got a fantastic new book recommendation. I've already been listening to this audiobook, and I gotta tell you, it's wonderful. So thanks, Adrian, for that. If you're listening, uh, I also want to remind everyone that Sketchfest looms ahead, looming in a good way, of course, and there are so many shows for you to check out. I am very, very lucky and honored to be a part of several of them, so you can go to sfsketchfest.com. You can search by performer name. You can look for Max Fun Podcasts. There are a lot. Uh, there is so much good stuff happening. I keep wanting to tell you something about this Eric Idol show that I keep, you know, drop name dropping, but I can't. But I'm so excited about it that I just keep saying the name and talking about the show over and over in the abstract. So check that out. And I will talk to you next week. The only thing that I regret is people not getting the chance to hear you say that your apartment was 16% audio equipment and that you yeah, were still having yes. problems. Yes, to, to catch right up the listener, I uh-huh. am a podcast creator and have limited knowledge <laughs> on how microphones work. Whereas my fiance, who also works in the audio industry, like I can't walk past a, if we're like walking past like a local a radio station he will peer into the window and he can specifically identify which microphone is standing in front of him and I am like I it's like he's speaking Japanese I'm like I have no idea what you're talking about he is not here to assist (laughs) me right now I just know how to push the on button so but we're here we've got a million and one backups I'm definitely like yeah we do a lot of backups into this mix pre so here we are great I think we're going to have more than we need. I think we should. I think what I'd like to do on this is release a very special episode where I release six versions of the same episode with all the different audio choices so people can really pick and choose. I love that. They can really get granular on how they want to hear. I'll do a whisper ASMR version. I'll do it all. Great. We can do it all. Once once the mic is on, I know what to do, but good God. (laughs) Okay. We're this is great. We're gonna be fine. Um, I couldn't be less worried. The only thing I'm worried about at this point point is like how cold my feet are gonna get. And I'm saying that as a person in Los Angeles Dude. where winter is extremely pleasant. I have terrible circulation. Oh. Adrian, I want you to know that I am wearing the Halloween costume <laughs> that my partner got me. That is that I couldn't wear on Halloween. Cozy. Oh my god, it's a because because it was hot. It was a hot Halloween, and this thing is so warm nice. that it. And I am wearing a. I am wearing a uh, t-shirt and a sweatshirt and leggings underneath wow. this. That is how cold I got. Wow. I mean, that's super sad. And you're on the East Coast, and you look like you are living in a reasonable environment I, where you are not wearing I a furry outfit. I definitely run cold, but I am from upstate New York, so I know what <laughs> winter is. Like, I know what it's like to have three feet of snow for six months, emotionally speaking. Yeah. Like, Ooh. February yeah. February lasts for about 18 months if we're real in new york you're like oh my god it's the shortest (gasps) month and it'll never end yeah so i definitely like have gotten i don't know i personally hate let me think about this I have really come around on the seasons i am a hardcore summer girl like my ideal Mm -hmm. outfit is a summer dress with pockets and sandals that have like some kind of a back strap so i can sprint just in case like i want mm -hmm. nothing to get in my way and I really hate that I was wearing a sweater before this but I was like I hate layers I feel very uncomfortable in them but I love layers people love layers I don't I'm not like I don't understand this layers life I love that for those who need the layers like I you know your body my body doesn't like layers so um but I am weirdly excited for winter this year like something about I don't know what you it is are. okay I, I'm getting right. into the cozy I'm getting into the hot chocolate yeah. um yes so yes I I commend your coziness but I, I am laughing internally a little bit because of the New York LA Please. mindset on what 
seasons no, please, are. No, please, please. But you're also from Arizona, so like you're used, right? I am, but I prefer cold weather. I prefer cold weather. I hate hot weather. Um, and this, and so I'm not unhappy. I but know, you know hot weather. Like you know hot weather in a way that I don't know hot weather. Probably, I know very hot weather. Oh yeah, I know very hot weather. <laughs> I know what it feels like to definitely yeah wear. Be wearing what you just described and to still feel like it's too much clothing. And that's with the argument of it being dry heat, which is a thing. And it's true. And humidity is worse. I would still take the dry heat in Arizona over humidity, having spent summers in like Atlanta and stuff working. But um, I don't. Yeah, like my my circulation has has gotten worse as I've gotten older. Mm. It's like autoimmune stuff. Mm. And I take stuff for it. I, I, you know, I just fucking take so much turmeric, et cetera. But uh, I do love a layer, and I don't mind being cold, except for like in yeah in a position where I have to sit still. And mind you, I'm not using the heater. Like it's you know 56 degrees in here, mm. and I'm not using the heater because I'm pretty sure the vents need to be cleaned out because I put the heater on yesterday and I felt like I had the flu. Like immediately, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get immediately that Immediately felt like I had yeah. the flu. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And it was just like, oh, that was that was literally the flip of a switch, right. and now I feel horrible. Right. So this is my this is my combating of it, um, but there was no way I wasn't going to show you that I, was I love wearing it. A furry no, costume. I appreciate There's it. There's no way. Um, I'm already a kooky old lady, and I'm not that. I old can't yet, wait. Can I tell I'm you? I'm only going to get kooky. I know we're about to talk about adolescence, but I often think about like who I will be as an old woman, and I'm just going to like I'm so ready for her in a lot of ways. Like yeah, I'm working yeah. so damn hard to like get to her, and I'm going to have. A house in the Berkshires, and okay, a t- is that how you say it? Yeah, Berkshires. Yeah. Okay, not you. I mean, a person. I'm not saying you, a weird person, are saying it that the, way. I'm saying royal, is that yeah. how it's pronounced? Yeah, is that how the royal you pronounces it? Because I just thought it was the Berkshires, but Berkshires I guess I say is Berkshires. much more fun. And I grew up okay. like 15, 20 minute drive from them, Berkshires. And I'm sure you're. Yeah, right. I don't think. I'm trying. It's one of those like, oh, when you this ask how you Berkshires, say it, like, sure, like, sure, I'm good. Berkshires. That's <laughs> Berkshires. all I. That's all I've heard. I but think I say Berkshires. Mostly from people on the West oh, Coast. Oh no! Now I know. can't remember how I say it. I think. <laughs> I th- I think I say the Berkshire. Oh God! Nope. She. It's the. It's just. <laughs> so it's lost. It's gone. It'll come out organically. But I want to live in the Berkshires. There we go. Berkshires. Okay. That's how I Berkshires. think. That's okay. how at least the upstate New Yorkers say it. Um, Great. Then they're right. I want a big garden, and I want Great. minimum three corgis, and okay. I want to just like study French and philosophy all afternoon. Okay. So I'm just really it sounds, I'm ready for that. Her. Sounds. Yeah, that sounds great. It's it does sound. You I mean Nielsen? You want to when you introduce corgis? I'm going Dude. to go to the royal family. You know I am. I'm immediately going to think about a, the garden of yep. some queen. Or other possibly Queen Elizabeth, since that's most prominently featured on the crown. Yeah, that's her. Um, her jam. I, and also, there's just a lot of really cute pictures and videos of corgi mixes out Ugh. there where it's like the bulldog, but with corgi legs. <laughs> Put corgi uh, legs on any dog. Any dog. And, it is and it's just like very laughable. I grew up with corgis and my dad it's has two cute. corgis right now. So I'm like, okay. they're all I want. They're all I want. I love them. Yeah. Anytime I see them in Brooklyn, I'm like, oh, it's a one corgi day. Like that's how much it's a one. It's it's at least a one corgi. Sometimes day. I've gotten up but, to three. I've gotten up to seeing three corgis oh, in Brooklyn, good. and I'm like, this is truly the best day ever. <laughs> is are is it likely that the three Berk, uh, three Berkshires, <laughs> three Berkshires, is it likely that the three corgis will all be of a set, or are you saying that you might oh. see a single corgi, another different single corgi, and a dov- another different single corgi? Because I feel like I see, I do see corgis in pairs often. Oh, that's if a I great all, question. You know? My dad bought twins. They were the only two that survived yeah. in the letter. And he was like, well, I can't. Oh, they really were just yeah, twins. Yeah, he was like, I can't split them up. Um, no. So I love that. They're a little feral, but they're really they're really sweet. <clears throat> they've, they've, they were really intense when they were, like, babies. And now they're, like, two years old. So they're, like, you know, they're in their teenage years. They're, like, I'm angsty, yes. but I'm not as, like, hyper. Um, <laughs> and I think, I honestly, I haven't thought that far. I haven't thought that far ahead. But I would definitely, like procure them over a long period of time because they live for my first our first dog ginger she was about 15 when she 
passed on. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they, they're around for a minute. They're around for a minute. It's a good age. Yeah. 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 Are they ones, this is a bad question to ask someone who loves them because it's like inviting controversy, but are they, uh, they're not like, like, um, you know, uh, King Charles Spaniels or uh, like, like uh, animals, like the dogs or like French bulldogs where they've been bred into having a ton of health problems. I feel like oh, I don't hear that about corgis, uh, well, but I definitely hear it about Frenchies. Like yeah. people who get Frenchies are like, oh no, they can't breathe at all. Like, whoops. It's not people's I, fault. They love them, but that is how they're you're bred. You're totally right. I think that corgis are pretty inbred. Um, I know Ginger, <laughs> she's going to be the unofficial character of the show right now. Uh, but she was a huge part of my teenage years. Like, she really sure great got her when I was, like, 15. And I had long believed that I was a cat person. We had two cats when I was growing up. And I was the most angsty human on the day that we got ginger i was like 15 it was a sunday morning um and my family then would like have breakfast and like together and my dad was like hey we're gonna go on a little adventure um after breakfast and i was like ugh i don't want to go anywhere i want to play the sims or i want to talk to my boyfriend on game like i'm not going anywhere but then they corralled me into the car and i have two younger sisters um and so we're in this like old shaky like olive green not olive green like evergreen minivan and we're driving and it's winter time and it's snowing out and I'm like what aren't we doing like the I'm surprised the muscles in the back of my eyes still work given how much I eye rolled (laughs) do you know what I mean I do know and I bickered with my mom that morning because my mom and I really were like opposites when I was not about my mom when I was a teenager and I apologize Mm -hmm. every time I see her now because I love my mom Mm -hmm. so we Mm -hmm. thought about something and it's like close to Christmas time and um we're driving we're driving and all of a sudden my mom who's in the passenger seat just Mary Poppins these three Christmas gifts like I don't know where they were like I didn't see her bring them into the car and she gives one to me my middle sister Regina, my youngest sister Jessica, uh, kind of at random. And I open mine and it's dog food. Uh, and I don't see what Jess and Regina have gotten yet. And in uh-huh. my 15-year-old brain, I was like, you are such a bad child to your parents that your parents have given you <laughs> dog food for Christmas. Because it was wrapped in like Christmas paper. And I was like, I will be a better child. I will be better. And then... Regina is the one yeah. who like she got a dog bowl. Someone got Jess got a dog mat, and she's like, "Oh, we're getting a dog." And any of that like consciousness rising, I will be a better person, just fell to the ground. Like uh-huh. it felt like the snow <laughs> falling around us. I was like, "We're getting a dog." Like we're getting a dog. But then we get Ginger. She's obviously the most perfect dog anyone has ever had, and she does have health problems because corgis are so inbred that her spine got fused together. Like certain vertebrates would fuse together as she got Mm -hmm. older. And Mm -hmm. she, by the time it was like the last year of her life, I think like the last six months, she had little dog wheels at the back because her dog, her legs started. I mean, that is adorable, but it is is very sad. It is a painful, adorable. Yeah. She was gray. It was time. But yeah. So she's buried under our big pine tree now. So do you, has this conversation a couple of things? mostly has this conversation caused you to think maybe you would want to get a corgi mix just so that you could avoid some of the I don't know. pitfalls of the dog. Okay. I think I'd have to, to have one because I like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about corgi mixes. I'm still very much a cat person at heart who loves mm-hmm. corgis. Like I have a corgi gotcha. wing. Um, yeah. I'm not that much of a, dog person okay. i do love playing with all dogs but if i was going to have one it would be a corgi okay all right <laughs> we've spent so much Second time of all, on this <laughs> no it's a, it's They're great so it's great um it is impressive that i mean that feels like a great that's almost like a like a like a judy bloom or mm-hmm. beverly cleary teenage moment mm-hmm. like to open a bag to open a present and find out it's dog food and assume it's because you're a bad kid <laughs> and then think about all the ways that you acknowledge to yourself oh i knew this actually does make sense like this makes a kind of sense i deserve this dog <laughs> yeah. food 
and then immediately find out it's not that and you can just abandon all of Leading. that is a, that's great that's very novelesque I encourage you to write it into something fictional <laughs> or in your autobiography yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if at all possible that's great. Um, when you say you were anxious, so you want to play Sims. You uh, you had a boyfriend. Um, were you angsty in a an outwardly expressive way? Like were you oh my like gothy emo? I was. So I think I was really full angst, like at a hundred percent level max angst all the time. From like no. probably I don't know. I just remember being like I'm still very sassy, but like it wasn't controlled. Like it wasn't. It was just like full sass all the time. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Um, I had musical theater to really like pour a lot of feelings in. I did Shakespeare, so I did have a really good outlet for it. Um, except my mom. My mom really bared the brunt of it. Um, but yeah, I was full. The musical theater, I like didn't really listen to any pop music from like 12 to 17. Like it was all. Got it. It was all theater all the time. Well, musical theater is, it's true that it is, um, I because I sort of forgot that. Like I wasn't a huge musical theater person mm-hmm. other than that I liked, you know, being in them, I guess. Um Although I say that, but there weren't really musical theater that we weren't doing musical theater when I was in drama um, in high school. But uh, I forget that, like, because in my mind, and I've had these conversations on the podcast before, in my mind, like the most emotional, emotive music when I needed it as a teenager was not musical theater. And so I sort of discount the fact that oh. when you back up on that, you're like, wait a minute, is, there's nothing more emotional than someone singing singing their feelings. Yeah, the like time. that's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I, I sort of missed that. Does that mean Les Mis was like in there? I don't think you missed Must've anything. Been. I don't think, like, <laughs> I really, <laughs> I definitely like had my spurt of musical theater. And then once I went to college, I really just stopped listening to it. And every once in a while, it'll like creep out. I never loved, I never really got into Les Mis. I did love okay. this other one, which I know is very strange. All of my other musical I mean, I don't, yeah. theater friends loved Les Mis. I just never got into it. The one I did get into, it's by the same creators. I think it's called Miss Saigon. And it is the oh, most, sure. mm-hmm. like, intense. It's one of those musicals that, like, feel like it gets swept under the rug. I loved it. That one I was, like, playing mm-hmm. all the time. Um, yeah. I feel like Wicked was huge, Into the Woods. Sure. Like, all of those. Yeah. All of those, like, really good classes. I feel like my school did a lot of Rodgers and Hammerstein. But mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, Phantom of the Opera. Oh, my God. That, I had the CD of it, and I burned I like it's unlistenable to now if you found any device that could use the CD, but <laughs> that I just played on like absolute repeat. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And and so you were do- and you were doing a lot of musical theater. You said, yeah, um, I would do like. I feel very lucky that my town has a sizable theater program. Given like there's mm-hmm. only four thousand of us, but there was uh, McCaden. And so during the summertime, I would do like a McCaden show. And then fall was Shakespeare. And then the spring was the high school musical. So then at a certain point, I did like Ghent Playhouse, which was straight plays, which I had never done before. And it was like, it, it was like a whole new, I think most people experience straight plays. If they have that like theater performance thing, I know nothing of straight plays. I'm really like, mm-hmm. I have no idea. Um so yeah, so but for my jam when I did Shakespeare, I would always get like a small part, but like my real jam was my real jam was musical theater cuz I did tap dance, like the whole thing. Like oh, I sure. said it was the, everything. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And were and who were you dating in high school? All of my like, what was, leading were men. You... My dad said Great. I would get the lead Great. and I would date whoever was my dad says I have a leading man complex, which truly has not gone away. Um and my uh-huh. fiance is uh an ex actor as well. He went to like college for straight acting. Um and yeah, I for sure so yeah, that's who I was dating was whichever dude was. <laughs> but this is somebody who, but he, but he's now more behind the scenes. 
Yeah. Your current fiance. We, like he was like. We both yeah. are like have the host ability. Like he hosts a lot of his shows too. You can check out the rumor of family goes midnight disease wherever you get your podcast. Sorry. Shameless plug. You can cut Great. that. No, do it. Plug. Um, plug it up. Absolutely. So we both like, I, I mean like one thing I really love. So I went throughout all of call all of um high school playing all of these characters and by the time like college came around I didn't want to do theater because I felt like I had immersed myself in so many characters that I actually didn't know who I was like I didn't know what my organic Hmm. personality was without this like chameleon changing into somebody else um and it took a long time to like fall down the writerly podcast road that I am on now. And although like I love hosting, um, I would say that like my strong, the muscle I always want to be honing is my writing one. And I'm kind of like confused by my own evolution. It's like why it took me to be like 25 to realize that like that was actually the thing. I don't know. That's a yeah. therapy session. I'll invoice you for <laughs> I'll invoice you for a therapy session. Oh, you're going to invoice me. You're going to invoice me. This is unusual. Yeah. yeah. My therapist is out of town for a few weeks, so. But you're invoicing me, so you're the one getting paid by me. Oh, no. This I, is what I'm saying. You'll invoice me. That's what I meant to say. You'll invoice me. You'll I invoice understand. me. I understand. That's what I meant. Sorry. I'm, I was very tickled and taken with the idea that somehow I would pay you for you to work through this <laughs> God, stuff. No, um, no, I couldn't that even. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, my worth, problems. It was worth every penny. My problems are so interesting that you're going to want to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Other way it around. Kind of makes, it kind of made sense to me. It kind of made sense to me. Um, so, okay. And so I love this leading man uh, complex. Mm. That's very funny. I mean, I guess if they if uh, that implies that you were the leading lady, you were getting the leads in the music was. if you're dating the leading For the man. most part, I was. Because what is he going to, what is he going to slum and date the <laughs> no. stepsister in uh, into the woods? Date an underling? Exactly. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It was mostly like the musicals where I was Annie Oakley. I was, what's the lady from uh, Oklahoma? Uh Whatever the lead girl is. They're also... I don't think I've ever seen Oklahoma. um, Lori, Lonnie, something like that. Listeners are going to be like, I know the name. Why does she remember the name? Yeah. Um, So yeah, usually, yeah, I would be like some some kind of a lead and I'd be dating whoever I was actually dating in the the musical. Do you think that... Do you think... Was that something where like... And maybe you, maybe you know the answer to this definitively, but would that have been something that other kids around you would have been like, here we go. <laughs> like, Adrian's dating. I mean, now she's dating this guy. Surprise, surprise. I don't. That's really funny. I don't think so. I don't think I hung out with kids who were that perceptive. And I wasn't that <laughs> perspective. Like, we were all just very, like, into yeah. our own stuff in the way that like you are and like my I don't know my school was very whatever about dating like there wasn't a lot of like people got together and broke up all the time we always talked about like I found I don't know if we can like go into these areas but like I found that my school and the kids I hung out with were very like sexually progressive and I don't want to like I don't want to sexualize teens in any way, but like I know I was able well, to. I mean, like, m- most of them are having some something happening totally maybe these days, I don't and know. everybody was yeah. just very chill. There wasn't a lot of slut shaming, is what I'm saying. On like either gender, uh-huh. it was very much like, oh, I'm dating yeah. this person. I'm dating this person. What's the drama around it? Um, uh huh. But no, I don't think that they were very much like, oh god, here she goes again. Because the guy, the, my first leading man, I dated him for like three years and he was older than me oh so yeah I that's different but he was still doing plays while I was still in like high school um and then my senior year I dumped him so I could date Ryan Nightingale who was the uh who's the guy I was in Annie Get Your Gun I was Annie Oakley and he was whatever her like love would become her husband in like real life um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh it's embarrassing I can't remember this name anymore but 
your listeners are going to be like, it's mm. this name, but whatever. They can, uh, everybody yeah. g- give yourself five points for knowing the thing that Adrian yeah. can't remember. And I certainly don't know. But so I, you are golden. I definitely do think that like the common denominator between a lot of the men that I've dated since high school, like they're all leading, they all have the leading man energy. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they have the vibe, whether mm-hmm. or not they actually did theater in school. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what okay. it is, but. it's it, it, it developed early and it's been consistent. Yeah. It's, no, it's nothing to be intertwined. And my fiance definitely has yeah. leading man energy, which I'm. I love. I will check but out we're this both podcast. Like, I need to. I I need to oh, pick yeah, up on this. You energy. would love it. You would love it. Um, mm-hmm. but we're both mm-hmm. like reformed actors. Like we don't, we like the thing that I was like I don't the thing I was nervous about in high school is like if I take this seriously like you have to deal with I'm sure this is I don't know if this is gonna hit close to the nerve but like you just have to deal with so much ego. Like, you have to deal with so many other yeah. people's egos. And even as a teen, I was like, I don't want to deal with other teen egos. I definitely don't want to do it, like, <laughs> as an adult. Um, so yeah. I feel like we're both a little reformed in that sense of – but what I love about podcasting is, like, so many musical theater people. Um, so many musical theater people. And there's just this, like, natural collaboration that comes – with it that's very Mm -hmm. like excited and inviting and like it's the podcasting world is imploding on itself but that is like a really nice um sure that is just like a really nice thing about the community is like finding people who have that same like yes and will do jazz hands kind of a (laughs) we're excited Uh to tell this story (laughs) you know so 100% 100% was and so okay so the town that you grew up in was about 4,000 people Mm -hmm. the high school was was it a public high school public high school graduated in a class of 99 like teeny tiny you know yeah Yeah. which yeah I mean that sort of makes the 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 kind of permissive accepting not shaming side of things extra valuable because like there's a limited number of resources in terms of like who dates who and what you know what I mean like that could have gone the other way it's almost like it could have just taken one person to like tilt it back to like oh this is uncomfortable and incestuous and like I don't know and that everyone sort of kept the 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 the, the it opened to yeah. like yeah you know what we might all kind of date each yeah. other also there's 99 of us in this graduating class what do you expect Ex- from us we're teenagers totally I, that's really interesting yeah. I mean like I would I can't speak for like the other cliques like I was definitely in the art click of like mm-hmm. I hung out with the kids I was in chorus I hung out with the kids in band orchestra and mm-hmm. art class and a lot of those like I remember I literally like me and one other, like a few other friends would have lunch in the auditorium because the um, the orchestra teacher was like super chill with it. And we weren't like mucking stuff up. We were just like eating because we were like, yeah. we don't want to be in like this gross fluorescent lighting sure. auditorium. I mean, um, lunchroom. But yeah, we also just like didn't. I personally didn't have, like, a lot of contact with other schools. So it was kind mm-hmm. of like, this is it, <laughs> you know? And, like, yeah. we better yeah. all play <laughs> we nice. We got to make this work. You know, so I would just say uh, that, like, my little my little community was very, like, we're all going to date each other and it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. I love this little community. I still I'm, love I'm on them. Board. Maybe I'll move there. I actually really have, like, yeah. a sizable amount of friends or I'm in, like, good contact with people from high school more than college which is kind of surprising but yeah I think that ha- yeah I think that happens it, it, it's, it's I think that's true for me in some ways too especially because I switched schools mm. which everyone who listens to the podcast regularly knows mm. but when you leave a, one school for the other oh you kind of don't belong to either yeah. um, except for just like you know a, a friend here or there but like I'm not a person that and I probably and, and and because I haven't like I don't think I deserve to be and I'm being neglected. But like I'm not a person that gets 
invited to any like everybody's getting back together for blah 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 for college but for high school definitely I'm like still close to and in touch with people so interesting but it's interesting that you had the experience you went to the same uh, college the whole time and you still sort of yeah feel closer to high schools yeah Yeah, I don't know what it is that's interesting Yeah. yeah There's nothing. Hey, there's nothing wrong with there's us. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. I have friends. Nothing wrong with I it. I can keep friends. We have. I just feel like. Hey, I feel like. Have- the, honestly, <laughs> this might be like a little bit of it. Is I feel like the cost benefit of your high school friends is more intense than your college friends because you've invested mm-hmm. way more. Like I know all of my friends from high school's parents and their siblings and like. Even if, and I'm not saying this about like any of them specifically, but I've had thoughts where I'm like, would I be friends with this person if I met them today when I was 33? And sometimes it's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, but because yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. 15, 20 plus, like my oldest friend, I was like four years old, you know, like I'm yeah. not going to give yeah. up on that yeah. relationship. So, and I feel like with college, Yes, it's four very intense years, but it's not, I don't know. I feel like the tether isn't, it's actually not as strong maybe. And I'm just speaking from my own personal experience, but I, you haven't put in that same level of investment and you're kind of like figuring out what your career is. Mm-hmm, you don't, fair. like I don't have any personal attachment to like the town that I went to school in. So there's not a reason for like all of us to get back together if we are, like we all live in New York because I went to school in Westchester. So everyone just moved south. Um, right. But I, I don't know. I think because you all do end up in your own little careers that if you don't make the real concerned effort, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious yeah. what, I'm well, curious okay, about okay. other people. But you feel closer with your well, college friends. Let me make some calls. Because you're like split between two high schools. No, I, opposite. I split between two colleges. So I too am closer to my oh, high school friends. Interesting. Sorry, I'm, yeah. I misheard that part. But yeah. okay, interesting. No, no, yeah. yeah. No, much much more much more like you. But having gone to two colleges, that's that was Wild. my reasoning. And now yeah. you've given you've cracked open a whole new possibility of reasons that have nothing to do with me not staying at either school. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, not starting and not finishing. Yeah. Um, and and so I, before I get into this mash game with you, yeah. I definitely do want to. Usually, the time to sort of vamp or talk about uh, a project oh, that yeah. someone has going on would be like in the middle of the mash or sort of towards the end of the mash when I'm just calculating yeah. what you're going to end up with. But I feel like the the sort of Nellie Bly stuff is um, it, it's it's it feels more robust yeah. and it feels like it maybe needs a little bit more time. So before we do mash. Uh, I would love for you to sort of tell us a little bit about that particular project oh uh, among the many things that you do and have done. Yeah. So um, I got into podcasting because I w- uh, booked a one-way ticket to Mexico City and I wanted to backpack down to Peru by myself. And I was like 24 and I was like, Ugh, what do I want to do with my life? And I was very into podcasts at the time. And I just remember looking down at my like cracked iPad and seeing that there was like a little garage band and being like I think I could make a podcast so cut to which is a very original thought at the early aughts like or the tens you know like so I um during the pandemic so I started a travel podcast the pandemic you know hindered a lot of travel and I wanted to do a story about how could I tell? I The thing that I really resonate with travel is the emotional journey that you go through because you go anywhere and you even if you go for a day, a year, you do come back a little different because your brain is like, oh shit, yeah. there is so much out there that I'm never going to know. Yeah. And you meet people yeah. you would never meet and your brain just goes a little like hog wild of like, oh my God, yeah. the world is huge. The universe yeah. is huge. I am tiny and insignificant. I love that feeling that I am constantly craving. Yes. Um, so I was reminded of this one story about two women who raced each other around the world in 1889. They one went east, the other went west. So it's a very organic, like um, uh, it, there's just a beautiful poetry to like how the story unveils itself because. The yeah. fastest way around the world is the same places in either direction. So both women mm. 
separate from each other, cross over each other in the South China Sea, and then redo the other's previous trip. Like there's just this organic poetry to it. And both women are complete opposites. Nellie Bly, hmm. who a lot of people, if you, all of my, all of the people that I've spoken to who have like a journalism background, they know who Nellie Bly mm-hmm. is. Most people don't really know about this story. The big story she does is um, her first, she was like hangering for, she was like really trying to get a job in New York. And um, she bursts into the New York world one day because she got robbed. All of her life savings was gone. And she's like, I'm a really good reporter. I did great stuff in the in Pittsburgh. Like, someone fucking hire me. And yeah. so they're like, okay, we'll give you a trial run. Uh, how about you break yourself in and out of an insane asylum? And she's like, done. Like, she doesn't even hesitate. She's like, I'm there. So she pretends to go crazy. And her whole um, – she gets into the insane asylum – and uh, she, which I'm sure in eighteen, like in the eighteen hundred, late eighteen hundreds, that's a lot. That is like that's it's you are going into a very scary place. It's a scary place, and she writes about it like she's furtively like scribbling notes because when she gets into the insane asylum, she just acts normal. But the doctors continue to treat her like she's crazy, and like mm, every nurse yeah. is Nurse Ratchet. Like the food yeah. is like un eatable uh, she's like even the tea was bad like how do you fuck up tea so uh-huh. she um because of that piece she gets out of the insane asylum because of that piece it blows the top hats off of everyone in new york and they're like who is this nelly bly lady and female journalists were not a thing back then like sure female writers wrote about like dresses and balls and like cranberry recipes and Nellie was like I don't Uh want any of that shit like so she becomes this like very famous like New York local famous journalist by going undercover and people are like oh my god a woman a woman is doing this Uh (laughs) um so and she's like yeah we have the same exact capabilities as like men do so after like two-ish years she is super tired and she's like I want a vacation and she comes up with this idea to go around the world in under 80 days based off of the Jules Verne book and Mm -hmm. her um, editors wait a year to approve it and then they give her 56 hours to get ready and head to London on a steamship and she carries one grip sack she has no male companion, and she only speaks English. Um, so the day that Nellie Bly leaves New York Harbor, the editor of Cosmopolitan Magazine, what we know is like 90-calorie cocktails and like the best blowjob tips, like right. all of that. Quizzes about, yeah, exactly. used to be like a literary magazine. And the editor of the Cosmopolitan Magazine reads about this like obvious publicity stunt but this woman is going around the world and she's doing it alone and he's like I have my own woman it's like a binders filled with women kind of a moment <laughs> right right so he plucks his literary editor Elizabeth Bisland out of bed and Elizabeth Bisland is the antithesis of Nellie Bly and she is from the south she's a poet at heart like she's just a very like sultry kind of like I like being surrounded by all of my books and my fountain pens like but she's also a writer like she loves the craft of writing um and she does not want to go anywhere she's like I have a tea party the next day I I can't go around the world and so her editor basically like bribes her he's like you're fired if you don't Go around the world. Like, that's the craziest thing. That's the craziest sentence I think anyone's ever, like, said to each other. So Elizabeth Bisland, who has no travel, who has limited travel sensibilities, has six hours to get her shit together to head west to San Francisco. It's like a reality show. It's got to be a TV. It's got to be a TV series. She heads west to San Francisco um, and the race ensues. So I have broken up that whole odyssey because it's taking it's like 16 episodes long like it's takes a long time to go around the world whether you're writing about it or just doing it sure um so yeah so that so the series is broken up based on like what is happening each week because I don't want the listener to 
I don't want like Nelly to be ahead of Liz. Like they're both every mm, week. Yep, that makes we're sense. Experiencing the yeah. same things, and sometimes yes. it's just a Nelly episode. Sometimes it's a Liz episode. Um, and then in the middle, there's a lot happening for both of them, because a lot of the times, yeah. like they might just be sitting on a steamship. Well, sure. For a long time, and I'm That's like such a huge part of that travel. Yeah. Time. So no flights, no Google Maps, limited vaccines. God, neither women have rights. Like it's crazy, and they both did it. Yeah, and they both did it. And what's wild is like the thing that attracted me to this story is their emotional journey about being a solo woman out in the world, and it so mirrors yeah. my own experiences. Um, even 135 years later, and so I was I embed a lot of my own. This is what I think that they would be feeling right now because I know sure. what it's like to like sure be feel really homesick in a beautiful place. To get, like, yeah. an unwarranted marriage proposal. Like, I know yeah. that whole vibe. So I love them yeah. so much. I love them so much. Um, so, yeah. So that's why I'm very excited to listen to this. Most recent uh, adventure, audio adventure has been. And, wh- and, and, and what's it called? Just to keep, put a yeah. fine point on it so it's everyone can check it out. It's called A Race Around the World. Uh, bait, colon, based mm-hmm. on the true story of Nellie Bly and Elizabeth Bisland. And it is out the race is on, um, and I have like two more weeks of putting out episodes. So yeah, but then you can just binge it all. So yeah, but then also I hope that you can like sell it to Apple, and they'll make uh, amazing series about it, Please. and you'll make a lot of money because Please. let's do that. You, that's well, what is you, like, you take that IP? And I feel you go. like you, as someone who like understands the. They're just such great female characters. Yeah. And neither of them, like, yes. falls in love at the end. Like, it's just yeah. both, like, women yeah. sitting with their feelings, being in beautiful places, and being like, oh, shit, the world is amazing, and I can do this. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Hello, sleepyheads. Sleeping with Celebrities is your podcast pillow pal. We talk to remarkable people about unremarkable topics, all to help you slow down your brain and drift off to sleep. For instance, we have the remarkable Neil Gaiman. I'd always had a vague interest in life, culture, food preparation. Sleeping with Celebrities, hosted by me, John Moe, on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Night night. Somewhere in an alternate universe where Hollywood is smarter. And the Emmy nominees for Outstanding Comedy Series are Jet Pacula, Airport Marriott, Thruple, Dear America, We've Seen You Naked, and Allah in the Family. In our stupid universe. You can't see any of these shows, but you can listen to them on Dead Pilot Society, the podcast that brings you hilarious comedy pilots that the networks and streamers bought but never made. Journey to the alternate television universe of Dead Pilot Society on MaximumFun.org. All right, let's do this mash. Uh, yes. Let's do this mash. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, this is okay. And if there are categories that I'm not that I don't touch on that you feel a hankering to, like you know, tell me, tell me if there's something. I mean, we're talking about travel. Obviously, it feels right to start okay. with a travel question where you're going to give it. me your yeah. three answers. So let's do three places. This is a little complicated. I've done this maybe only once or twice before, but I really love hearing people's answers. But it, again, is complicated. But give me, like, a triangle or, like, a trio of places that make sense to go for the same one trip that you get to spend, like, a week. Let's give you a week to two weeks tops. And you give me a, a trio of places that it makes sense to go in the, in some way they're in proximity to each other and give me three sets of three. Do you know what I mean? So it's th- yes. going to be three trips total. Each trip that you give me, which, of which you will end up with one, will have three uh, cities or towns in them or like, you know, um, landmarks or something. This is the best question I've ever Yay! been asked. Um, okay. Okay. My gut says Prague, mm-hmm. Budapest, Berlin. Great. My gut says 
this is kind of based off of like what I've also done. Yeah, um, sure. Hanoi, Vietnam, Chiang Mai, Thailand, Singapore. Great. Singapore, Singapore. Ooh, this is so good. You know what? This is like kind of a cool one. If you want to do all of North America, Toronto, New York City, Mexico City. Great. Great. All great, of North great. America. Great, great, great. Oh, God. Yes. I could. I, 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 found, I finally found the perfect person to ask who knew exactly what to do. Uh, I'm beautiful. Here. Oh, beautiful. I'm so at the ready. Okay. I have beautiful. like 14 other ideas, but we'll we'll stick. With I love it. it. <laughs> well, that could be the next series. We we can do one together where it's like trios of yes. cities together that we go to. I'd love that. Um, next one, let's do a second home. So we'll settle you into a place that we can kind of teleport you to anywhere in the world, whether you've love been it. there or not. Just your concept of what that would mean or be like. I love it. Um. Okay. I mean, my yeah. I'm trying to, my my two. It's kind of a repeat from. My two places outside of New York that I love the most are Prague and Mexico City. So we'll put down Prague and Mexico City. Great. Then my third one, it feels a little white girl basic, but like south of France, Provence, like, yeah. I mean, considering that I feel like almost everyone I know who's ever been there, regardless of whether they're white ladies or not, just want it. So don't you, don't you sweat it. Uh, let's do the food that comes <laughs> along with some of yeah. this or that has nothing to do with it and is just like super different and unrelated. But three foods that you can have in this reality at the snap of your fingers. It can be something that you're taking advantage of being able to have it because it's hard to access because it's far away. Or it can be something that you just wish you could eat a lot more of without feeling sick or having an allergy or getting fat or whatever. Gouda from the Netherlands. Great. But, like, I didn't like cheese for 22 years of my life. And then I had Gouda in. Because it yeah. was like string cheese. And I was like, right. gross. Right. Then I had Gouda in Amsterdam. And I was like, oh, I get why people uh-huh. are obsessed with this. <laughs> what an Gouda, um I would definitely say, like, tacos from a grimy, like, yeah. hasn't been cleaned in a long time taco truck in Mexico City. Great. And Stewart's ice cream from... It's a Stewart's is a gas station that sells ice cream in upstate New York, and it is I will die by that ice cream. It's right. the best ice cream, any flavor. Great, great Stewart's ice cream, upstate, upstate New York, love it. Okay, next one. Listen, I'm going to give you the mash. This I don't know if this is your travel companion, or if it's just a one night stand, or if it's like a long term relationship mm. or a marriage. Uh, mm. I got to pull your leading man out of this reality in this alternate reality. Your paths Fine. don't cross. Uh, three people, fiction. Uh, once living now not but you can have them whatever their you know your version of their prime is anything (laughs) cartoons sims doesn't matter three people (laughs) that you can have Uh, romance or sexy times with Idris Elba great um Oscar Isaac great Stanley Tucci is like my most recent when he um yeah I feel like if I if I, I always like joke with my fiance of like, ha ha, this is my like one pass because he sure. never plays the game. Uh-huh. My most recent one is Stanley Tucci. And I'm like, there's going to be some intense sexual chemistry if I ever meet Stanley Tucci. I and my fiance it. has to be OK with it. I love it. Be okay with it. I strongly approve. I strongly approve. OK, uh, next one. Let's do uh, a place in time that we're going to that you get to see or experience. Uh, but you're in a safety bubble in the sense that nothing bad is going to happen to you. Obviously, the past is I complicated. But um, three places in time that you would like to get to see yourself. Such a good question. OK, honestly, like I want to. This is like a joint answer, but like I would want to be able to sit next to either Nellie Bly or Elizabeth Bisland. Yes. Um, at a certain point. Um. Uh, I want to go to Mexico City when the conquistadors first came in because it's kind of this is like a rough history. This is like the not most this is like a drunk history. Yeah. But Mexico City, I think, is the first time that like almost all humans from every corner of the planet saw each other. Yeah. Because there's all of the natives. Yeah. Throughout the Americas that are constantly traveling through Mexico City. The conquistadors bring in people from the Middle East, Europe, and China. Because China didn't even want to hang out with the Europeans unless they were giving them silver. 
And then the Spanish were like, oh, we have all of this new silver in this wonderful new world we just found. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I do think Mexico City might be the first time that all humans, and sorry, the conquistadors were also bringing over, if we ignore all of the like terrible implications. The reasons why. why. Right, right. I get that. They're also bringing people from Africa, and it could be the first time that all humans, yeah. with the exception of Australia, sorry, yeah. Australia, all humans see each other. Yeah. And I think that must have been really incredible. Yeah. Um, that's not based on any real. I mean, like, I think I that could be a broken memory. And then, oh, I had it, and then I lost it. Um, oh, I want to see. So I want to see the first day that flowers came onto the planet. Because apparently the earth was really green for a long time. Like it was just green. And scientists say that flowers happened like so, it wasn't like one by one. It was like all at once. Whoa, super boom. The ultimate super bloom. The ultimate, the uh, primordial, primordial super bloom. Uh, I love it. That I would do. How brilliant. I've never even heard that before. That's wonderful. Um, beautiful. Okay. Next one, let's do three musicals that we are right. going to give you to do. Gender, uh, age, like that, throw that away. Who cares? Um, three characters right. that would be really fun to play. And we'll, you can play it once, play it 20 times, whatever you want. Oh, wait. So, like a musical that's already in yeah. existence? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Um, I think I would want to be. The Baker's Wife in Into the Woods. Great. I'd want to do, not to say that I have like the vocal cords for no, any of these. this is, all of that um, is taken care of. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, Definitely uh, Elphaba and Wicked. And my, I would do my 14-year-old self a disservice if I didn't say Christine and Phantom of the Opera. Great. Oof. Okay. Now, when I said that and you were like, oh, wait, like you you thought that the question was going somewhere else. And then you were like, oh, existing musicals. Does that mean that you feel comfortable creating three new musicals for me about a certain, about I certain have, things? I have done a little bit of prep please. for that one. Because I please. was like, that's such a good question. Please. Okay. I definitely want to hear it. Okay. So this is based a little bit off of like true story but apparently i would want to do mongolia the musical because genghis khan if we also just ignore all of the pillage and destruction that he did the way that he his army was very like multifaceted and multi um religious and like basically if you just paid his taxes he didn't really care about like where you're from or who you believed in but the way he transmitted news was through song. So wow. he would, someone would create some kind of lyrical news. Wow. And then it would be transported through his That's army. Amazing. Because you're less likely to, you're going to accurately remember yeah. song better than just like a boring old wow. fact. So that would be one. So yeah, that's a great. That's amazing. Okay. I'm also I'm also going to say, just because I have to, I got to say Nellie Bly and Elizabeth Kaplan. Like that would be an amazing musical. Um, that'd be a great musical if anyone is out there. Yes. Um, let me see. Let me see. And, okay, the best book I read this year is Bel Canto. It's an older book by Ann Patchett. And good God, it's the best book I've read all year. And I can't get over it. Um, the premise is this huge like gala is about to honor somebody for his birthday so the way that um in somewhere latin america so it's this japanese businessman they're celebrating this japanese businessman's birthday in the vice president's house of somewhere latin america they bring this beautiful opera singer his favorite opera singer um she sings a bunch of songs and then the whole building gets taken hostage by local guerrilla fighters yeah um and so it's the whole it's this like really intense standoff but then like human nature if you need a good book bel canto i cannot i'm i'm totally gonna get it i listened i mean i listen to audiobooks almost exclusively since i am like busy oh my god so but like i will totally i will totally my friend listened to the audiobook version and she was like it's incredible okay great i'm yeah i'm those are my i'm i'm pulling it up right now so i don't forget okay great bel 
Yep, there it is. Great, great, great. Okay. So uh, and then final category, is there anything I've missed? I was going to lean into the, like, you get to collaborate with someone living or dead. But um, if there's another category no. that sounds better. Okay, great. Than, okay. All right. Because I would love to hear yeah. who, yeah, who you get to make a thing with. Who I get to make a thing with. Like, oh, my God. Any, anything. Uh, whatever the thing is, you have the skill to do it, even if you don't in this reality right now. Oh, my God. I love that. I think, you know, this is such a weird... I feel like the one I feel like I'd want I want to make music I am very I'd want to make music with um Billie Eilish and her brother like on a craft level I my YouTube obsession is just looking at his logic sessions because mm. I love and I'm just like how do you make those sounds yeah um because I think they make really cool sounds yeah. together and he uses cool sounds from the pre-existing world and oh, I love it. mutes them into other things. I love it. So I would want to make songs with them. Um, I feel like I feel like my I'd want to make a movie about Nellie Bly and Elizabeth Bislin, but it would be with Baz Luhrmann. Great, 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 great. And one more. Great. I'd want to write a. I would want to write a travel book and have Bill Bryson edit it. Great. Because he's amazing. All of those start with B, except for Billy Eilish's brother. But the word B is, uh, I mean, the letter oh, wow. B is in brother. So good work. Uh, that's Great. either here nor there. Just something I noticed as I was writing it down. My my last name's Bane. So we're all, I'm all about it. <sighs> okay. All right. Uh, give all me, united by the B. All united by the B. Give me a number between one and nine. Eight. Great. Okay. I'm going to figure out your 100% guaranteed alternate universe match I life. can't wait. Please this take is this my time. my favorite we, thing. We, 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 I feel we comfortably know about a race around the world, um, but you've done so oh, much yeah. other stuff. Uh, you can certainly yeah. revisit that, but please take this time also to point people in the direction of where to follow you, Absolutely. other stuff you've done, and all that good stuff. Yeah, so you can listen to my first two seasons um, of my travel podcast, Strangers Abroad, on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to A Race Around the World there. They're two separate feeds. Um, and when I'm not hunched over my computer in a Pro Tools session, um, I, a, I do live storytelling in New York City. So you can follow my Instagram, Adrian Bain or Strangers Abroad Podcast to find out when that's happening. Uh, I haven't done it in a minute, but because I've been working on this show. So, um, but I, I know come January, I want to start working on some kind of a solo show. And yeah, if you want to email me, you can email me at adrian.bain at gmail or strangersabroadpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and I love MASH so hard. Like it was my, like I, the group that I'm like very close with, who I'm going to send this episode to once it comes out, I have a very strong group of girls, uh, girlfriends, from middle school and when I tell you that like 65% of our like seventh grade French class was mostly doing MASH like that's an accurate number oh that's so satisfying <laughs> so I'm very excited so I can't satisfying. wait to send this to the group chat oh me neither um especially because I feel very excited for you very oh excited for you indeed about all of this stuff um it's a lovely world it's a lovely world first of all I want to congratulate you on your beautiful little apartment in the south of France fabulous it sounds wonderful it's a good point of origin if you want to leave from there to do your Prague Budapest and Berlin trip (gasps) that is what you're getting which is awesome now that is in a very specific set of places not terribly close to Mexico City but I want you to know you can have your grimy Mexico City taco truck tacos wherever you are whenever you want for the best flavor and experience. Boom. Uh, I feel like I could eat all, all tacos all day, every day, and be totally fine. Um, so good. So brilliant, brilliant, brilliant all, all of, on all of that. You also got to and get to play the baker's wife and in Into the Woods. Uh, oh, fantastic. Nice. Definitely have the chops work. Don't you even worry about that. Um, you get to... Uh, you get to make a musical out of Bel Canto, which or Bel Canto, which is um, the thing we talked about the most of Great. of those things. I'm very excited. You get to uh, have Bill Bryson uh, edit your travel uh, book, which wow. just based on like 
where you're going here and where you have a home alone, we already know, is going to be fabulous. But I want you to know that all of these different places where you definitely touched on Nellie and Elizabeth uh, that didn't happen, don't worry because you did get it in terms of places and time that you can go. So you actually get to be with each one of them on their journey um, in those at that place and time, uh, which is perfect, right? I mean, that's a perfect of all the answers to get across the board on this mash. I'm so excited that that one landed for you. So well done, Adrian. This was so much fun. I loved it. Oh my God. Wait, who is my, who's my, oh my God, I forgot to tell you. It's Oscar Isaac. Yes. Nice. Thank you for okay, reminding cool. me. I got so excited about Nellie and Elizabeth. I forgot about Oscar. <laughs> Oscar, I'm so sorry. He's he honestly like to the side. No, it's fine. He would just be like a boy toy. What I care, what yeah. I care way more about hanging out with Nellie and Liz. Okay, that's fantastic. Right. I guess that's how I must have felt since I just skipped right over him. Oscar, yeah. so sorry. No worries. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Adrian, thank you so much. Janet, thank you Yay. so much. Oh my god, what a pleasure and a joy. Uh, everybody else, such a delight. Yeah. And I'll talk to you next week on the podcast, everyone. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.